like even Google, if you destroy everything today and you tell them, let's build this again, I don't think they will be able yeah, to be do different. It, you know? It'll be different. <laughs> it's going to be different. On SEO Unveiled today, we've got Ali Syed, and uh, he's a senior SEO analyst at Quest Software and the founder of Aleph Website, small marketing agency in New York. He's got experience working as a freelance consultant, but also has worked for startups and corporations doing SEO on multiple levels. I'm really excited to have Ali here today, um, and I uh, just wanted to, to introduce him to everybody. Hi, hi, Ali. Hi, Clay. Glad to be here. Good, good. So, you know, the first thing, uh, the first thing that we always like to get into is, is why did you get into SEO in the first place? It's always an interesting, uh, interesting career choice. And uh, it's always, it's always great to understand a little bit about how people got into this thing. Yeah. So uh, as uh, many people did, we didn't know instantly that SEO was our call, you know, and so was my case. I started out by, by studying business and, uh, management and then I, I got more specific with marketing and then I did this interesting master's thesis about consumer behavior and that really got me going because I realized that search engines contain so much information that by observing how people search for information we can learn a lot and, and by seeing how they behave on certain pages we can understand uh, key patterns and maybe even map out, you know, like perceptional maps, how they, how they approach content, how they consume content. And, you know, like I always like saying, you know, if it's bookmarked, you know, your SEO job is done, you know, like, yes. so that, yeah. that's, that's something that got me going. And, you know, ever since I was very interested in, in how search engines work <laughs> and uh, naturally I became an SEO specialist. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's really cool to see someone come from that kind of consumer behavior perspective, where you're really interested in understanding how people kind of uh, complete their task or find find the things that they're looking to find or or get where they want to go in a way that that's helpful for them. Where you know bookmarking is always great, direct traffic is always great. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know a lot of people that talk about how running ads for your brand is like the best thing that you can do because people already know you. And so getting them, making it as easy as possible to get to you as possible is, uh, is, a, is a great start. And it's super interesting to see how you fit it in with just the whole consumer behavior aspect of it. That's awesome. Um, so one thing that we always want to know from, from experts in the field are really what's going on. Like what are the trends <laughs> in general that you're noticing in SEO right now that you're excited about? Uh, so one of the prominent, I'd say, uh, trends in SEO is the move from strings to things, you know, the move from keyword-based search to entity-based search, where Google uses these extensive databases that they call knowledge graphs to serve data that is, you know, like geared towards meeting the user intent. And it's got so efficient at it that we are kind of, you know, just learning still how these uh, entities are being analyzed by Google and how these search results appear. So we have featured snippets. We have so many new features that Google is using. You know, we have Google Discover. We have Google News. We have Google Shopping. Constantly new features are being uh, introduced to, to the platform. And 
all these features, if not most of them, use entities. And this is you know, a, a new field of optimization. And a lot of SEOs still don't talk about entity optimization enough as, as enough as they should. And I think this is one of the most inter interesting areas to explore. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely super interesting because it really reminds me from the kind of birthplace of SEO, you know, back in the early 2000s. Uh, I remember I was going after keywords on a site that I built and it was a lot more straightforward. Get links, yes. write content that kind of made sense and had your keywords in there and you're pretty good. But now it's so challenging to rank, right? It's not easy. It, and, yeah, and I mean, yeah. a lot of people talk about how, you know, you can still follow a certain kind of pattern to get there, but it's definitely not as easy as it used to be. And when you yeah. talk about entity SEO, I think about the early days where things were a lot easier because there's more opportunities. And it seems like entity SEO from, from what I'm getting from you is that entity SEO opens up a little bit more, um, you know, land grab to be able to, to rank for things that matter, that make sense for the users, but aren't essentially inundated by, um, you know, people that have been on, uh, on, you know, people have had a presence for 15 years and have an amazing domain rank where you can never outcompete them, right? So that's right. Maybe can you talk about like, how do you take advantage of it? Maybe one or two of the parts that you think are most interesting to go after today and, and how you're going after that. And um, for someone that, that may not know that much about, about entity SEO or, or whichever one you, you talk about. Right. So uh, a little story. Uh, the way I imagine entity SEO was developed is that Google engineers, you know, probably during uh, their lunch break, were discussing various terms and, and keywords. And they started talking about pineapple. And pineapple is a great keyword because it's very tricky. If you use the old Google model, the one that you spoke of, the one that was very straightforward, string-based model, you know, just, this is it, find it. Actually, yeah. that turned out to be a very complicated keyword because it in, in itself, it contains pine and apple, none of which is pineapple. And that was a really interesting problem. So they realized we have to tag this keyword with something so we understand that it's neither pines nor apples and our search results do not feature results that are irrelevant to the user yeah. and by doing so meeting the search intent where it is and so they created uh they called it a thing initially but then they expanded to organizations to persons to objects books movies and they needed a term that encompasses all these things and that was entity and entity was the perfect fit because it was a term used in in it way back in the 80s still you know to, to try to explain these complex constructs that have no real name but exist <laughs> so, so so that's really how i envisioned that the entity seo became a reality and ever since we see every single year google improving the database they are using as a source to understand entities. And now, in fact, they are using artificial intelligence and what they call machine learning to really, you know, plug in these machines into data to try to understand the relationship between words. So, you know, if you're building a cocktail, you're going to use ice, you're going to use vodka, you're going to use a glass. All these are related to cocktails. 
Sure. And, and, uh, and Google knows that because it looks at the relationship, how these words are being used in the same sentence across the whole internet. So we're talking about a very smart machine that, that can really understand literally everything that we humans can understand. And that is, you know, the silver lining that divides two worlds, you know, strings or keywords, things or entities. And there are instances where you Google for something and you use a particular keyword and the page that ranks number one does not contain this keyword, not even in the title, nor in the body itself. So the reason why this happens is because Google uses entities. Like if you Google for a certain uh, object, Google has a, a database already pre-existing with all the features, tags, descriptions of, of this thing, and they serve it to you as a user as a knowledge panel. So for example, if you type Apple, uh, there, there is a conflict. Are we talking about the fruit? Are we talking about the company Apple? Or are we talking about Apple, the brand? So all these are different entities. It's the same keyword. So you see when, when you are doing keyword optimization, you, you are only reaching a certain level of optimization. And there is more to, to uncover, you know? Sure, sure. And then, you know, I mean, it sounds a little bit like some of the long tail keywords can kind of relate to entity SEO. Um, what are your plans to take advantage of entity SEO? Do you have any some examples of, of what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to take advantage of that? Right. So, so most, most people I talk to, they, they struggle to understand how this process works, but it's really simple. One way of doing entity SEO is if you have access to SEMrush, there's a tab called organic research. It's one of the most frequented uh, features on SEMrush, and it's a really cool uh, asset. Basically, you go there and you just type whatever search term you want to research in your own space. You mm -hmm. know, for example, uh, let's take the, the space where I am, cybersecurity, right? So let's say identity management. And you type it in and it gives you uh, results. All the results, how it looks from search uh, engine results pages, you can see uh, one to 20 listed, you know, all the pages. And next to these pages, there are some basic metrics. Authority score for that page, number of backlinks pointing to that page and number of keywords this page is ranking for. So you look at the first 10 results and you will see patterns. One of the patterns you will see is that you will see an outlier page, a page that has an authority score that is very low, a page that does not have many backlinks and a page that does not have many ranking keywords. The next question is, what the hell is this page doing here? Yeah. Right? And, yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. and and who who's their SEO manager, right? <laughs> that's 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 the next question. You should be hire that person. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's you know that should be intriguing enough for SEO specialists to start researching what this page is and how this page was built, what kind of content was used, the internal linking structure on this page how did they formulate the questions inside of this page and you will see more often than not that they are hitting the entity 
in the head. Like they are really trying to get to answer all the questions about a single entity. And you have a page that uh, talks about, for example, identity management as a topic. It talks yeah. about identity management. It goes over all the important questions. It provides content and internal links that are meaningful. This is far more important than you know shoving millions of backlinks into a page that does not uh, address the entity correctly. When you study uh, the entity, you will see that under the umbrella of uh, identity management, there are various terms, terms that in one way or another relate to this topic. And Google has you know, uh, made a cluster of all the keywords that belong to the topic of identity management. Your job as an SEO specialist is to find all these terms, make a list of all these terms, and then reverse engineer the production of that page by creating something that tackles all these terms, provides maybe more quality and more quantity in terms of the actual content. So that's a very practical yeah. example how to do entity SEO. I mean, it sounds like kind of relating back to kind of your consumer behavior part of it, where you're really trying to understand the full, uh, you know, full impact or full interest of what the person was trying to figure out and trying to provide not just an answer to their basic question or their first question, but give a real comprehensive view of this is all you need to know about this entire topic that's relevant to you. And here are the 18 questions with thorough answers, videos, videos in there, um, relevant other articles to, to review, but a whole analysis to give you a real thick content piece on one subject matter versus right. you know uh, maybe seven content pieces, each answering each individual question that might do well for, you know, might do okay for that keyword in the question, but, you know, misses the entity search where, right. where, where you're talking about. So instead of product right. producing, you know, things every day, maybe this is a one piece every two weeks that really has a thorough, um, thorough depth uh, for the user. Interesting. Right, right. I would, I would also say that it is important if it's a huge topic with, you know, like uh, a search volume over 5,000 monthly searches, it's natural then to keep branching out into subtopics and building pages for subtopics within that topic. Sure. As, as the search term is being uh, expanded and, and, and Google improves, it starts developing new topics as well. So to stay ahead of the curve, try to think about what is the next subtopic that I should branch out into and explore and see you know, what the entities are here, what the you know, keywords uh, that need to be in this page, just you know, create Excel tables with all That's these keywords. That's an entity in itself too. Exactly, you know, because it, it will become, even though it's not today an entity, but it will become three years from now because we see Google is, is just using AI to mm -hmm. learn. And it's like an exponential growth of, 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 ex, of I want to say expertise, but of really ser serving the best possible results. You know, that's the end goal. That's, I mean, it's pretty, pretty cool and pretty, 
pretty <laughs> insightful. Um, I definitely know uh, a few people that'll that'll be uh, using some of that uh, <laughs> yeah. perspective. Um, and you know, can you tell me just a little bit about you know the tactic that you've used to stay ahead of you know just gen just general trends and changes in SEO over the years? I mean, it seems like entity SEO is what what's what you're you're working on now. Um, but can you maybe go in about like if you've used anything else or, or you could just talk about how you figured out more about entity SEO and how you found out a little bit more about how to use this tactic and maybe some tools that you're using. You talked mm. about SEMrush, it's a great tool. Um, but is there anything else that you're using to, uh, to manage, you know, that taking advantage of, of entity SEO? Yeah. It's a big question. Let's unpack it into multiple. Yeah. So I guess first question is how do I stay up to date? Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, there is no such thing as understanding how the algorithm works. We do to a certain degree, but nobody fully understands because if you do, then you can build your own search engine. <laughs> that's, that's very, very complicated. Uh, you know, I'd argue impossible. <laughs> even you know, like, like even Google, if you destroy everything today and you tell them let's build this again, I don't think they will be able to. Yeah, it'll, be it. different. You know? it'll be different. It'll be different. It's gonna be different. You know, it's not gonna be the same thing. And that's why you hear John Mueller often say it depends because they don't even internally they can't answer a lot of questions, and that's just the nature of of what they do. So to stay uh, to stay up to date, I tend to follow prominent figures that I know for a fact that they are authorities. So one example would be Dixon Johns. He, he, he's like the leading figure for entity SEO. He, he has written an, an incredible book that, you know, like, I don't know how this book is even legal. <laughs> that, that's how good this is. You know, like it's called moving from strings to things. And he shows the evolutionary path of Google algorithms, how they change in their, the way they process information and queries yeah, and how they use different databases to, you know, like match the intent where the intent is. It's a very complicated world, but whatever you learn out of it, it will help you understand very complicated concepts. And once you understand these concepts, then building up is much easier. But if if this is a complete, you know, you know, unknown to you, Dixon Jones is a good good leading it, authority to, had, to follow. How, how'd you find out about it in the first place? Yeah, by Googling, <laughs> by using the tool that people pay me to understand. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I know a lot, a lot goes on in, the, in Twitter, and so it's always fun to figure out where people are learning about their tactics. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what, what other tools are you using um, to help you with your SEO experts these days that, that are impactful? Yeah, so there are simple tools and there are, uh, you know, Google APIs, you know, like yeah. tools developed by Google that, you know, require a certain degree of programming for you to use but they are very helpful. I'll go with the simple ones first. So there is this tool called Text Optimizer. 
And I promote this tool so much that all my coworkers believe firmly that they are paying for these promotions. Maybe they should, they're not. <laughs> this, is, this is a crazy tool. Like it, you, what it does basically is that you plug in a URL into it and it tells you in three fields what the search engines think this article is about. Okay. Very simple, very intuitive, and it's just a revelation. You know, like I do this with content writers all the time that, that claim they know the SEO. I take the URLs that they've written, I plug it there, and it turns out the fields that come up are nothing related to what the target keyword is. Wow. And I ask them, I said, do you know why? And of course they don't. And from there, I introduce entity SEO. And I say, it's because we need to look at this topic and understand what belongs inside this topic. You know, it might be, as I said, you know, you talk about identity management in cyberspace. If you talk about identity management, you got to talk about cyber threats as well. If you talk about identity management, you got to talk about, you know, like prominent tools like password management. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things you need to hit in your article to make sure that you're, you're gearing the article towards the right entity and it's being served for the query that you want it to be served for. And Text Optimizer is a great tool for this. It really is intuitive, easy to use, and you don't need to be a tech savvy to, to, to use it. Well, that's, that's always helpful as <laughs> we know this space is filled with very technical tools sometimes. Um, and, you know, so once you're talking about, you know, getting people on board with understanding entity SEO and writing things in a different way and getting different kinds of content out there, you know, how are you actually getting these things prioritized and implemented in your company or in your agency? Um, prioritization seems to be always a challenge with a lot of, uh, a lot of people I know in the industry. And so would love to, to understand how you're doing that. Uh, it's a flexible process. It depends on, uh, in my case, it depends on uh, the business leaders because within the corporation that I work, we have business units. Each business unit has a different philosophy and you got to meet them where they are. You, know, you have to talk to everyone and they have to, again, like I, I'm going to you know, sound like a broken record, but it's a lot about trust. You know, If they feel they can trust you, that you will provide results six months from today, it's going to be easy. Uh, you just have to follow, you know, like you know, best practices. So the process itself uh, depends, and it mostly is, you know, creating a checklist. That's one of the first steps. Having a really good checklist that is tailored specifically for a, you know, marketing objective and industry relevant job. So you don't grab just, you know, random, you know, stuff. You have to really do your research, understand what are, like, first thing, or who is number one for that term? And then take that page and, and scrutinize it, you know, analyze it. Go into every single link, see where these links are going. Look at the, you know, page views, look at the estimations, use multiple SEO tools to understand what Google is already serving as number one. And then from there, create a plan, a strategy, how to get to that position. Use checklists to help the content writers uh, stay on top of their content. And then create an SEO review session where you would revise what's done, 
and use tools to show your content writers where they made a mistake and educate them in the process. Okay. Because this is once once the content writer knows what an entity is and why it is important, they will change the way they write. And that's where you know the gold nuggets are, you know, like by changing our behavior and starting adapting to how search engines work, every coming article will start getting more and more hits. And finally, you will reach topical authority across the whole website, you know, covering multiple topics that are relevant to your business. And it takes time, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, def it definitely sounds like a good strategy because you're coming in with maybe a tactic that most people haven't really spent much time on and introducing something new and then going talking to the content team and, and kind of using a tool to show them, well, this is what you're showing to Google. Is this really what you're trying to do? And when it isn't, it's got a good, it's a good opportunity for you to help, you know, manage them towards the kind of content that you want them to be writing to be able to rank for entity SEO. So, I mean, right. I love that. I love that perspective because um, you know, a lot of times I'm on the technical side of things and it's, it's the kind of thing of, Hey, you know, fix the fallback pages or, and because they're, they're falling back to, you know, something that isn't relevant at all. And yeah. it's, it's a huge technical debt thing that's been years kicked, you know, the can's been kicked down the road too many times and no one wants to take it on because it's a gigantic project. And, uh, and, right. and those are the things that I see every day, which is, which is pretty, pretty cool because uh, you're seeing things that are a lot more focused on how you can kind of challenge the status quo and right. re reorient the strategy where you're still using that person's expertise. Like the content writer, you're not changing exactly how they do anything. You're just kind of, kind of navigating them a little bit towards a different type of writing or a different type of article or, or different focus, which is really cool because I feel like con content writers just want that focus. They want to know what to do. And, and I feel like that's a good way to get things implemented. Um, uh, uh, so I think it's, it's pretty helpful. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, what about internally at a company versus, you know, externally when you're dealing with clients? Can you talk a little bit about prioritizing things differently on those two different realms? Because I feel like they're pretty different. And if since you sit across two different types of roles, sometimes it'd be helpful yeah. to understand your perspective on what do you do differently? What do you do the same? And, and how do you navigate that? Right. So um, although these are two different personas uh, I'm dealing with uh, at the company and and as, as a founder of my own uh, marketing agency, uh, I, I should say like, what are these personas before I say what kind of communications I have with them? Sure. So at Aleph website, the company that uh, I, I built with, with my friend and, and we deal with, with small business owners, people who are, you know, like very ambitious, goal-driven, you know, have a passion of their own, but don't really have the time and in many cases, the resources to do marketing like a corporation would. Yes. So we take them from that, you know, very um, a bad position for them in terms of digital marketing and we elevate them. 
Yeah. We, we scale them up enough so they can start thinking about online sales, so they can start thinking about, you know, what keywords are bringing me traffic. Yeah. And, and that conversation is, is different because there is a lot of bargaining <laughs> involved. Uh, that's the first part of it. The second part of it, it's a lot about upselling. So obviously, you know, you need maybe you need a professional web designer. Okay. And then throughout the conversation, I make sure that the client knows that user experience is not just design. It's also the content. It's also the wording. It's the language you're using. It's the brand. And that introduces SEO. And oftentimes, because we do a great job uh, onboarding the client, the client starts trusting us. And from that point on, they trust we will do SEO well. We go after the low-hanging fruits, we show our expertise, and they then basically hand over SEO to us. And now we have SEO uh, controlled in-house. That's then our job to do SEO for this company. And usually this relationship maintains its long-term. So that's how I deal with clients at Aleph website. At my corporate, at the corporation where I work, and I worked at startups where it's also different. But at the corporation where I'm working right now, it, the common denominator in these conversations is trust. That's one thing that you know, like you have to have that established first. If sure. the, you, if the VP does not think that you are expert in SEO, that's a problem, and it's tricky because a lot of questions you have to answer with it depends. And I, I thought to myself when I started this career, I hate this answer. It cannot always be, it depends. I need to know the answers. And I started learning like crazy. And I learned a lot about how search engines work. Enough to have more confidence than to say it depends. Because it depends is such a poor answer. You know, like it just does not show that you understand the subject enough for someone to consult you. Sure. But if you know something, if you can show an example of how something works and people can then um, let you deal with whatever it depends should be and provide them only the information they want to hear. Does it work? Does it not work? If it works, how much it costs? Just the basic, just this, you know, very yeah. basic responses, you know, like an example, you know, like right now we're introducing backlinking. You know, uh, you have to choose a vendor. You have to, you have to go through the vetting process. There is so much involvement. It takes seven months, you know, to get someone on board, to, and then that not talking results. Still, you know, you yeah. need six months more to build results. It takes a year for the VP to see. Ah, you know, that's what you are an expert at. That's a long time. So trust is is very important. You have to have the answer. You have to be very precise, very concise. Don't waste the time of a VP. They are very busy people. Just give them what they want to hear and stand by it. Like do whatever it takes to execute. Like it's really important to maintain trust. You know, that's like number one always. And what are some of these low hanging fruit that you go after, whether it's a client or at the, at the companies that you work for? What, what are typically the first few low hanging fruit that you go after to prove and establish some of that trust you talk so much about? Right. So, you know, like if you are doing, for example, uh, backlink uh, uh, collaborations, right? Sure. 
you want to get backlinks to certain, let's say, product pages. So there are some product pages that are ranking number four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. And there are some product pages buried, position 30, position 40. Forget about these. These are not low-hanging fruits, right? You're not going to get them ranking, even if you boost them with backlinks. It's not going to happen. Maybe, but don't count on it. Instead, focus on these pages that are position 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, for many of the keywords that are important for you. If you give them the necessary nudge up to position one, which won't require a big effort, you will see a sudden rush of traffic. Yep. And traffic uh, trickles down to conversions. And conversions are registered in whatever marketing automation tool you're using, but they can see it. And if they see it, they say, oh, I see what you did, and it's working. Do more of that. <laughs> so you find the few pages that are already pretty good ranking, but not the top of the page. And you figure out which one or two or three or four of those that you could try to, you know, try to work one way or another, whether it's backlinks or other stuff to try to get them yes. to rise. And then, so you'll see some more immediate impact because we all know number one is not incrementally better than number five. It's just way yes. more traffic. And so that's, yeah. that's a good, that's a good, that's a good insight. Okay. So, I mean, I'd love to kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about, you know, just kind of industry in general. And, you know, there's, people are always trying to do different things in the, in the industry and, and find a different way to do stuff. It sounds like you've discovered this uh, entity SEO, and that seems like a great thing to do. But apart from that, what should everyone in our space stop doing today? Like what's everybody just, just, like you just disagree with how people are doing one thing. Uh, so there is one thing I am very uh, opinionated about, and it's and it's how people use LinkedIn to promote guest posts. Yeah, <laughs> just stop doing it. You know, I receive like tens, ten at least invitations every day for you know, people selling guest posts. And sometimes they don't even bother looking at, at who it is they're sending it to. And you know, it, you know like I, I remember this one invitation was like, dear madam, <laughs> please buy my guest post. You win a lot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, not very personalized. Like, yeah, I was like, buddy, you just reported. <laughs> and I do this for everyone who does the same thing. Do not sell guest posts like an undercounter in medicine, you know, like don't, it's not how an SEO should behave. And again, like for me, trust is a big factor. Now, this is no way to, to start a conversation with someone that you want to build a relationship with. That's something we need to stop. Yeah. Doing. I think that's pinging on a need where, you know, getting, you know, increasing rank is harder and harder sometimes. And so getting backlinks is a, is a go-to method for a lot of people, but they're hard to get. You know, they're yeah. not, people just don't give them out. And by even by emailing them and saying, Hey, you got a broken link here. Here's my better content. They're not necessarily yeah. going to link to you. And like eight times out of 10, they won't. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, even if you play a, a real like helpful collaborator role, you sometimes don't get, get that far in that even, you know, it just yeah. it takes a lot of work to get there. 
Um, okay, so apart from stopping to use LinkedIn to uh, to spam you with guest <laughs> guest posting on their terrible domain ranking pages that are like just spammy as spammy can be, what should everyone in our space start doing today? So one recommendation that I even to to you know like I have some people that I'm mentoring and I tell them the same thing. Do your best to use as many tools. It's not enough to use SEMrush because it's a comprehensive project-based model for an SEO tool. It's not enough. I've yeah. seen SEMrush miss in estimations, you know, like making scary mistakes. Um, for that reason, I use Moz as well, but I use a bunch of other tools as well. And if a new tool appears, I try to use it as well just to see what's the difference. Rank Tracker is also a really good tool. There are yep. many tools out there. You know, there is Keyword Surfer. All of them give different estimations. But the task of an SEO specialist, and this is what every SEO specialist should be doing, is to look at all these tools and try to find the aggregate value. Try to find, you know, like what things are, you know, the same across all these tools, what things differ. Nine out of 10 is the volume that is different. It's the trend that is different. Look at these trends, try to understand and Google it yourself and use multiple tools to get the best uh, snapshot of how this keyword is performing today. Without that, you might start out, you know, and, and develop a project and, you know, push 10 people to optimize, to write content and finally finish all of it and discover halfway through that you used the wrong metrics or that the number that you, you, you had was a really bad estimate. And that, these are fatal errors, especially if, you, if you're like me, you know, working at a corporation where, you know, every hour costs a lot of money. And when you waste people's time and assets and, and resources, that, that is on you <laughs> as an yeah. SEO specialist. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big point. A lot of our clients that we see at SEO Radar are using a, a real big SEO stack. You know, in the tech industry, they talk about tech stacks. And yes. I think the SEO stack just, just has uh, as much importance. <laughs> and people are doing it, you know, people uh, layer tool on tool on tool. You know, sometimes uh, two competitors, they'll have both competitors because they want to have a different perspective on the same kind of thing like you're talking about. Um, but even having other tools to kind of fill in the space, like you talked about text optimizer, which is super different from SEMrush mm -hmm. or Moz or Hrefs. But, you know, there's a lot of tools in the industry. So I feel like it becomes challenging to know what tools are, are good at what and what's, what's the all-in-one versus what are kind of individualized. Um, and I feel like there's good all-in-ones and there's good individualized and, uh, and it's, it's challenging as a, as a person in the SEO industry to always know about everything because there's so many tools. Um, and so many tools are trying to do a lot of things where maybe they're better at two or three things. Uh, like you talked That's about right. where SEMrush has that, that, that one part to, to really figure out about keywords and, and the entity behind it all. Now, mm -hmm. I wanna give you some time to put the, put, the, put the spotlight on you. Are there any projects you're working on or anything you'd like people to know or anywhere you'd like people to get in touch with you? So obviously you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just don't sell me guest posts. That's my condition. And you can read a lot about uh, our work 
at uh, Aleph website, uh, the website, but also the blog, just Google Aleph website blog. We have tons of content about user experience and how that ties to SEO. We have you know, everything from schema markup tricks to, to Google My Business uh, uh, best practices. You know, like we, we got content that, that discusses technical SEO, core web vitals, and it all comes from uh, case studies. So it's, it's really valuable. Uh, we're not getting a lot of clicks there, unfortunately, but it's because we're not spending so much time uh, promoting our content. <laughs> and I feel personally that I should be promoting this content. But again, I feel like anybody who visits uh, this these blog posts and reads will want to come back again. And I'm one of the one of the SEO specialists that always is talking about user experience first and then SEO. So this is a typical situation where I am very confident that people who will visit Aleph website blog will find value, bookmark a page, and never again rely on search engines, but rely on your own, you know, Chrome <laughs> bookmark section <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's that's a wonderful insight and and uh, some some good some good things here, Ali. Uh, I want to I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, uh, everybody, this is Ali Syed and uh, at Aleph website, and I, I encourage you guys to go there, visit the site. Uh, we'll have the links on our page as well, so you can get a, a a link there to be able to navigate straight to uh, straight to find out more about Ali. Um, and uh, thanks so much.